0: The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When he saw, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I command you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, o You may be seated. Well, first off, thank you, Pastor Amy, for issuing this invitation. I really appreciate the opportunity and uh, it very kind of you to share the pulpit, so thank you. And then uh, I have special friends who are joining me. They're in the aisle with my lovely wife, Donita, and so I'm grateful that they have come. And some are joining me remotely uh, from all over the country, and I'm so grateful. And then I'm grateful to you, my siblings here at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. Your love and support uh, has been tremendous, and as my professor, Twinet Eugene, used to to say, the African-American saying, I am because we are. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Gracious God, infuse us with your spirit that collectively we may hear your word for this day and follow you. In Christ's name, amen. And thank you for going with me uh, with the school and team colors. My school colors were uh, red and black. And um, so thank you for wearing them. You look wonderful. Um, I want you to, I want to ask you, and I want you to call out really loud, and I'll have to repeat it for those online. Um, Why, what did you like about your school? What did you really like about your school? Lunch, (laughs) yes! What else did you really like about your school? Found his wife. Oh. Teachers, great. Well, and you can think about that. And I want you to think, raise your hand if you ever tried to recruit someone to your school. Yeah, some of us did. Um, And did you try to recruit every single person you knew to your school? No, no. Weren't you more like a matchmaker? You'd sort of see what what schools offered and what your friends were looking for, and then you'd recruit those friends. And I actually had a friend that I was so thrilled to come to my school uh, because She is strong in instrumental music and strong in vocal music, and the school we went to was strong in both. Um, And in some respects, when you recruit someone to go to your school, you were evangelizing for your school, weren't you? Now, I have to admit that this scripture often gets used for evangelism, and I've really grown more and more uncomfortable with evangelism. in spite of the fact that Evangel is the one who carries the good news. And the ELCA is about sharing good news. And we here at Good Shepherd have a lot to share and offer. Um, But so many congregations aren't doing any door-to-door evangelism anymore. And I think some of the reasons are evangelism's ties to colonialism. We have to admit that, unfortunately, Evangelism was used to convert people of another country so that the dominating country could have economic benefit from the country they dominated. And in recent years, we've become only too painfully aware of how evangelism was used to brutalize indigenous people, particularly ripping children from their parents, their tribe, their culture, their clothing, their food, their spirituality. And then there's the more subtle evangelism where I'll give you this if you'll listen to me preach about the gospel. And again, that kind of exchange just doesn't feel quite right to me. And even today, evangelism sort of has the force of my way or the highway. My brand of Christianity is better than yours. It's kind of approach similar to our school and team colors, isn't it? What do we say? Say it with me. We've got spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. How about you? And then how does that end? We've got more. We've got more. And the implication is that our school, our team, really has the goods on the spirit. But who am I? Do I really have it all figured out to tell someone what to believe or what is acceptable doctrine? What might we learn about this passage? And is it about evangelism? If so, how might might it be different from the things I've described? And on Trinity Sunday, what does it have to do with that? Go make disciples. Let's start by looking at the tradition around disciple-making in ancient times. I'd kind of forgotten that Jesus was not the first to have disciples. Um, There was a long tradition because there was not the formal schooling that we enjoy now. Um, Parents would send their children to the rabbi, and they would learn Scripture by memorizing it. They would learn as they aged how the rabbi interpreted those scriptures. And then they would watch their rabbi for how that rabbi lived in humility and service. And even adjudicating civil disputes using the wisdom of scripture to be interpreted for real life circumstances. Disciples of ancient times actually literally went to live with their rabbi. Not only to be taught, but to immerse themselves in the life of the rabbi. Observing every interaction with the rabbi and in the community and the world. The writers of Matthew said Jesus taught about discipleship or being students. And here's what they're to do. They're to teach. They're to proclaim the good news, the evangelical part. They're to heal the sick and feed the hungry and to do so in humility and service. It doesn't seem so much to focus on telling others what to believe or what doctrine to accept, but what to do. And notice the evangelical part is just a little part of the many acts of the disciples. With that context, I'm relieved because I do want to be a good disciple of Christ, um, but I'm much more comfortable with doing than telling, and especially, I'm not comfortable telling people what to believe or what doctrine to accept. And while I'm not a Greek scholar, looking into the Greek word for disciple was helpful. It seems our English language does not really fully convey what is meant back then. It's much more closer to a learner or a pupil, a learner or a pupil. And further study indicated an even more subtle and important dynamic. The verb used in this passage is more about the dedication of the student, their dedication rather than the study itself. These students went to live with their rabbi, the dedication of the student rather than the topic or dogma. It is that someone is a student rather than someone is a student of that topic. Again, this is a big relief to me. Then if we take a look at the Greek word for baptizing and couple it with the dedication of the student, the Greek for baptizing is more closely aligned with the word immersing. So back to schools. The best schools did not teach me curricula as much as they taught me how to study, how to evaluate sources of information, how to practice my area of study whether that be music or whether that be public health and how to be a critical thinker the best schools taught me how to be curious and questioning digging deeper and not being willing to think that the answer is the answer for all time that will get new information that can change what the answer is the best schools taught me how to immerse myself and to dedicate myself to study not only a subject, but all of life, and how all of life might inform my study. I think that approach to education is similar to this passage. It's not the banking method, where we pour in knowledge of a predetermined set of facts and let someone regurgitate it out. It is go make students who are deeply involved in learning and immersing themselves in learning. But learning what? immersing themselves, immersing ourselves in the ways of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. One translation from Greek said, traveling, you make students all nations, immersing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What I take away from this passage now is to not necessarily go evangelize in the sense of teaching and convincing others of doctrine. What I take away is that I, as a disciple to Christ, am to be a student, a student who is deeply immersing myself in the ways of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit for life being a critical thinker about what others might say about the Holy Trinity and doctrine, to determine if it lines up with what Jesus says is the summary of all commandments, which is in Matthew 22, and you can say it with me, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Are we being taught love of God and love of neighbor or something else? We can be curious about the something else as immersive learners, but be critical thinkers to see what advances love of God and love of neighbor. In some respects, this passage calls us to be lifelong students of the way of the Holy Trinity. Pretty good for Trinity Sunday, wouldn't you say? Or in the traditional of, of rabbinical schools, we are to be students of the rabbinical school of the Holy Trinity. We're to go into the world with a holy and immersive curiosity about this, as students of the Holy Trinity. We're not to be rabbis. We are to be fully immersed students imitating all that the Holy Spirit has taught us. All that Jesus modeled for us. We are to exemplify that rabbinical school, the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the rabbinical school of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. We are to be immersed in the Creator who gives life, immersing ourselves and others with life however we can, sharing life. We are to be lovers of the Loving One, the Redeemer who saved us in love, loving any and all we meet. We are to be servers who are empowered by the Holy Spirit to walk humbly and welcome all. It's not a school of evangelism. It's a school of the Holy Trinity, wherever we go and at all times. That immersive part, just like diving into a nice, cool, refreshing pool and it gets in our pores. We immerse ourselves everywhere in life with the Holy Trinity to learn about it. Everything we do immerses us in the holy trinity if we will just be aware and dedicated to the study. I have a dear friend, the Reverend John Norse, uh, who at one point in my life and career was my supervisor. John is a lifelong learner, and he's attracted to so many people. He's just one of those people that people go to um, And I think it's because he was always willing and interested in learning from his students and parishioners. He liked to compare and explore and immerse himself what he is learning and what we students and parishioners are learning. He's always interested in what others are learning. That's what makes him so attractive and magnetic. I think John is a perfect example of this scripture. It's loving because he cares about what others are learning and wants to learn from them about this world and about what the Holy Trinity is teaching through them. It's attractive because he's willing to immerse himself in what the others are thinking and learning, which means getting closer to them. Attract, get closer. It's humble because he's willing to be changed changed by others for the sake of the holy trinity he is a disciple a student in the truest sense of this verse with this approach to discipleship we do not need to be shy about being in the world and learning all we can from others within and without of the faith anybody we run into even the natural universe if it teaches us about the holy trinity We can freely share God's love and grace with humility. We can fly the colors. Are you ready for it? We can fly the colors of the school of the Holy Trinity. We can freely share God's love and grace with humility. We can fly these colors. And in fact, to remind yourself to immerse yourself everywhere you go, I'm going to invite you to take one One pom-pom home as you leave today. And fly those colors of the Holy Trinity. Go and make students all nations, immersing yourself in the way of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It may not qualify as evangelism, but it's loving, attractive, and humble. Be students of the Holy Trinity. And the people said, thanks be to God.